0: Hi, this is Robert Duncan McNeil, also known as Tom Paris from Star Trek Voyager. You're listening to Trek FM.
1: Hello and welcome to Season 4, Episode 23 of Commentary, Trek Stars, a show which deals with the work of Star Trek creators outside of Star Trek. I'm Mike. I'm Max. And today we are going to take a a look at Ronald D. Moore once again, following up on our series about his work as a showrunner, where we're going to look at his new show, Outlander. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes. Uh Mm -hmm. Outlander. Outlander. Outlander.
1: This is based on the novel by Diana Gabaldon, Or the novels by Diana Gabaldone. And it's executive produced by Ron Moore, who developed it. Um, Mm -hmm. It's also got a number of other interesting people working on it, including... Iris Stephen Grizzly Bear. Iris Stephen Grizzly Bear. (laughs) Who is um, a writer on the show. Mm -hmm. Apparently he is the head writer, but he's not the showrunner. So go figure that one out.
0: Um, nah okay. Let's leave it to one of the, the listeners to figure that out Okay, And email somebody else with the answer
1: So Outlander is a very popular show They just finished the first half of season one The second half is not going to premiere until April So we've got seven months
0: <laughs> Yeah, I don't get
1: it yeah. and, I don't um, get this new thing And it's going to It's already been renewed for a second season after that Yes, that is what
0: I have heard from the internet web on computers.
1: Yes, and the premise is basically um, there's no basically about it. I'm sorry. I like I wrote the premise and then I just started typing and no, then I have like a no, big like chunk of text.
0: A a, lady, a doctor, a nurse. Well, yeah. But almost a doctor. She's with her expertise. She was, a, expertise.
1: She was a, a, a military nurse. She knows during way World War more II.
0: than it seems plausible at times.
1: Right, but she well, she worked. She was a, a battlefield nurse in World War Two.
0: Right, but she's not. And that's the thing. This show t- has a present and a past, but the present is also the past.
1: Yeah, right.
0: So she is from basically the middle of the twentieth century.
1: She's from. I mean, this this show starts off basically. In 1946, that's when the the yeah. main thrust of things start happening.
0: Yes, the present, where there is a fl- <laughs> where there are flash forwards. Right, there are frequent flash forwards to the present. Yeah, which is the middle of the 20th century. Yeah, you know that time before you
1: were born. Right, unless my dad's listening.
0: <laughs> hey, Mike's dad.
1: <laughs> He's not listening. He's not. So,
0: <laughs> or my mom. No. Despite asking me many times. How to listen to this? Pretty sure she's never listened.
1: No, no. Nineteen forty-six. That's when when the the first half takes place, or the the, the original flash forwards. The flash forwards take place. Yeah. And basically, it's you know, World War Two just ended. She's uh, an English nurse who has an English husband, mm-hmm. and they decide that he seems like a perfectly decent guy. Yeah, he's he's a nice guy, and and they've been you know, separated because of the war for a few years. So, like, mm-hmm. just when they were starting off in their marriage, they got separated.
0: Because of time travel.
1: No, because of war. But, well, time
0: travel comes later.
1: Right. <laughs> so now, now they're like, okay, the war is over. It's time to basically start up our marriage again, but this time for real. That kind of actually felt to me like the first time it really got started. Well, I mean, they, they kind of say that, you know? Yeah. So... So they decide to go on basically like a second honeymoon to Scotland because, you know, to see the sights, but then also because her husband is really big into genealogy. Mm -hmm. And he wants to study because one of his ancestors spent some time in there. He was in the English army during the, what is it? Was it like the Scottish revolt or something like that? What was going on exactly? I don't don't know. Like uh, Braveheart? Is that is that what it was? Was it that I, time period? I don't think so. It was it was the the eighteenth century. Yeah, that, it's, that, it's, that's, it's that's about two hundred years Prior. a couple
0: couple hundred years prior to the the present. Two two hundred about two hundred years prior to
1: nineteen forty six.
0: Yeah, I think it's about one hundred and fifty years after,
1: um, Mel Gibson okay, roamed the Scottish countryside. I've never seen Braveheart, so I really, yeah, I know. Wow, right? it's actually decent. Okay, well, I'll check it out one day. <laughs> So anyway, he's kind of studying this history and, and stuff and kind of looking into it. And in this little town in Scotland that they're in, there's this place where there's this pagan ritual, this sort of almost like a stone hedge hedge, stone it's, it's, hedge.
0: It's very it's very stonehenge. It's very it's dru it's a druidic ritual of some kind. Yeah. Involving standing stones and time travel portals right and magic stuff um probably aliens
1: and they go to take a look at it yeah and and they kind of secretly watch this this pagan ritual and uh they're like wow that's cool and then the next day she's like you know i'm gonna go back because i saw like a cool flower over there that's
0: probably the real reason yeah yeah
1: so she goes so she goes back Mm-hmm. And she ends up accidentally traveling through time, back in time. I hate when that happens. She goes back in time to, oh, like, seventeen. I forget the exact year, but it's like seventeen forty-six. It's it's somewhere around that that time. Yeah, it's like two hundred years in the past. So she's back. She's back in 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 time, and uh, she's now an english woman in scotland and english people are not very popular in scotland at this point in time because at basically this point in time. <laughs> because basically the take that present day <laughs> because basically the english uh control scotland mm. against their will right i mean is that accurate i don't really know the history of this do you care to enlighten us. It's sort of not
0: I mean, like it's not really so much true anymore in like a practical sense. But like from like a like a metaphorical, figurative, you know, sociological, historical sense, it kind
1: of never stopped. Yeah. So, let's see we need to get the uh, previously in the alpha quadrant guys on here to explain all this to us. So, she stumbles across a Scottish clan who kind of saves her from this um, English soldier who's going to rape her, who happens to be the ancestor of her husband. Yeah.
0: And once again, just for fun, like the complete doppelgangers throughout history, Yeah, you know how your grandparents looked exactly like you. Yeah. And if you went back in time and met them, you would be confused because you wouldn't know which one was the
1: mirror. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because that's how reality is. Right. So she thinks it's her husband, then it's this guy who's trying to rape her, and then the Scots come in and save her. But the Scots aren't exactly, you know, the nicest people in the world either, because they find out that she's really good at healing people. Mm -hmm. And they decide that they're going to essentially keep her held captive. Yeah. um, So that she can keep on healing them. And... The whole time, she's sort of struggling with the fact that these guys helped her out and continue to help her out, and yet at the same time, they're keeping her captive, and what she's really trying to do is to get back to the spot of that of that, uh, um, ritual, ritual so that she can try to find a way back home to 1946. Back to the future. Right. Our past. Right. So... There's all of this going on, but that's basically what it is. The thing which is sort of bubbling beneath the surface of all of this and the thing which I think is sort of like the heart of the story and which it is the reason why so many people respond to it is because yeah. in addition to all of this, she is having a very, very strong personal dilemma in that she's married to a guy in 1946 and yet she's falling in love with a guy in 1746 or whatever it is. Yeah. And that obviously causes some uh some problems relationship yeah. wise. So that's that's the premise and it goes from there. But what are your thoughts on the show? My thoughts on the show are
0: I I I, I don't You know, like I I watch science fiction shows and fantasy shows and lots of shows with really bizarre, high concept ideas on a regular basis, and uh, I have discovered that there are there are factions that are really into these things for reasons that I cannot have. I cannot like. I cannot cultivate a connection to those things. Like I understand like shippers. Mm -hmm. I understand why people like get behind those relationships, but. If that was all there was, I would be bored with those shows. Yeah. And that is kind of all there is to Outlander. Because we know, you know, I know, and all the people who love this show know, there is no real point to the time travel.
1: You mean it's it's just a device? Yes. Okay,
0: like there's no there's no there's no reason there's no like intellectual like 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 curiosity behind like her being in the past like it is a way of separating her from her husband in time and space so that she can have this romance and feel conflicted about it and the audience can get behind it because while she is married her husband hasn't been born yet and also is related to at least an attempted rapist. Yeah. So maybe he's not that great, but at the same time, <laughs> historically speaking, we're probably all related to rapists.
1: Yeah, if you I go don't think far that there's... I mean, there's, there's some weird, like, <laughs> personal, you know, emotional responses which, yes. which are associated with this, but...
0: And I have a real problem with those, because I feel like, as a as an intelligent person, like, going through this, you would say, this is history. Well, no, but she does that, too. And she does, but as an audience member, I'm doing it, too, which means I am making a point of saying this is is an exercise, an intellectual exercise in which you are in the past and you are dealing with uh, the events that led to the present day in a certain context, a very bizarre sort of
1: context, but ultimately not a particularly challenging one. I don't think that she's holding it against her husband. I really don't. No,
0: I don't think so, but I think that it's intended as a mechanism to allow the audience a kind of separation from the character. I think that like like the reason for like having him be literally the same guy is to give the audience a way of separating from him.
1: Maybe Maybe I don't know. So so basically, it's not working for you. Is that what you're saying?
0: No, I it's it's not it's not that it's not working. It's that I like I, I think it's I think it's perfectly well done. But like I do not have this passionate, intense reaction to it that lots of people do, and I find it very strange. <laughs> like I see, like like anytime you know anytime people talk about how much they love this show i feel like there's a moment where i'm like what am i not getting and then like i realize, no it's not that it's not that i'm not getting it it's just i don't i don't care
1: well yeah and i mean that type of stuff you know relationship drama is never something which i've known you to be tremendously interested in
0: yeah but i mean largely that's because i make a point of not getting wrapped up in the emotional lives of fictional characters, right? And, and I'm uh, looking for them to say something, like to make a point, to 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 change now, here and now. Not just like make me feel for a fictional character, and then like you know have that fictional character go through a narrative. I mean, like that's perfectly well, but like that's that's bare. That, that's step one. Step one is. Characters, believable characters, a narrative that makes sense and, 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 a, and, a, and a cultural like resonance, a way of resonating with the individual. And then there's the next level, which is like what it means, this connection, what it means to be connected to this person, what it means to, to, to see this from a different point of view, what it means to see this reality in perhaps even through this particular strange filter. And I don't think there is something there.
1: Well, I mean <laughs> – I can kind of see what you're saying to some extent. I mean, I do think that there is some, some interesting stuff going on in terms of the relationship, you know, stuff. And, and while I don't respond to it as well as some people, I mean, my my wife is extremely wrapped up in this show, like to the point of now she's reading the books, which she got off of Audible.com, by the way. Wow. And, um, you know... That's a great we, place I've heard. Yes, it is. From we, us. We'll talk about it later on. <laughs> and, you know, she's watched uh, episode seven something like 75,000 times, and she's really responding to um, to that relationship story. But, ah. But even if you were to take that away, okay, I do think that there is some interesting stuff going on in here. Um, In the way that the story is being told and sort of what, you know, the reasons behind that. I mean, like if you look at it, um, this is the type of show where if you were to just tell me what it was about and maybe show me a trailer for it, I would have been like, I'm not going to say that I think this show is going to be bad or anything like that. But this is not the type of show that I would watch, you know, there's nothing about it. Which would get me to turn it on because mainly because I don't have the time. If it were a movie, I'd probably end up seeing the movie against my better judgment, you know. But you throw Ronald Dean Moore and Iris Stephen Bear in the mix, and it is one of those things where I kind of don't have a choice in the matter.
0: It's just like an orgy.
1: Yeah. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to be
0: involved if they're
1: there. Right, exactly. I mean that's the way it works, yeah. you know. There's no way that I can't watch this show because even even now, like even if I had watched the first 8 episodes and I thought that they were like horrendously bad, which I don't. I'd still watch the rest of it until they left anyway because mm-hmm. I would need to see all of their stuff. I need to see everything that they do. It's just one of those things. I feel obligated. I have an obligation to them. And they have proven themselves time and again you know, to the point that now I owe them the respect of watching anything that they do. It's just the way it works well, I give with me. Them, uh, I, I give them the benefit <clears throat> of the doubt.
0: I'm going to watch anything that they do because I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. And yeah. I'm not going to, like, you know, pull the ripcord until they do something that means that I don't have to feel like that anymore.
1: Okay. And and with this show, you know, once I did start watching it, it 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 took me a while to get into it, but now I I'm definitely into it. And and one of the things which I love about it is the whole story is like her journey trying to get back home, right? But the way that the...
0: I guess, but does she, do we really believe that if she just, like, goes there <coughs> well, and does we, the
1: right thing? No, I mean, we, we, don't, we don't necessarily... We, and she doesn't even know that. I mean, she has no idea what she's doing. She's just like, look, I don't know how I got here. I don't know how to get back. However, I feel like if I go to this place, that's at least the first step. You know, I don't know what I'm going to do when I get there, but step I just... Step
0: one, get back to the time portal.
1: Right. Step two question mark uh, yeah exactly i mean and that's what it is and i think that's probably how this book series can go on for like nine books already i mean they're still writing these books and and i don't know Cut. where they're going with it and like i mean part of me it thinks like how did they how did they do this and you know like my wife like she watched the I, I i said hey let's watch this show and she's like i have no interest in this show and she fell asleep during it and then i was like i did the same thing i was like no come on let's watch this show let's give it one more shot let's watch the first episode again and she's like fine and she watches it and she's like oh my god that was so good and then she gets on the laptop
0: that was not me i fell asleep the second time
1: and i'm I'm, and i'm walking around the apartment doing stuff and, and she is just riveted on this laptop and i don't know what she's doing you know and then all of a sudden i hear and she's like oh my god oh my god, I'm like, what? What happened? And she's like, I, I just read about what happens, you know, like the whole story of Outlander. Oh my god, this is so amazing. I need to read these books. And she's like, you want to know what happened? I'm like, well, no, I mean, I just watched the first episode of the show. I'd like to be somewhat surprised, you know? So apparently it goes to some crazy places. And, I don't know. You know. But whatever. Anyway, regardless of that. Um, but anyway, maybe she
0: read something that makes it sound a lot more interesting cause or, so or far, maybe something happens I'm like
1: not I mean she did say connected. <laughs> she she did say like she's been you know listening to the book, and you know she's like, I'm like, well, we're halfway through the first season, so I guess that means we're halfway through the first book, and she's like, well we're about she's I've been listening to the book for about four hours now, and the book is thirty three hours long. I'm mean, like that's the thing is each of these books are massive, you know, and there's like seven or nine of them or something like that, you know. Mm. So this story goes on for a long time. Oh, <laughs> but but whatever it is, um, you know. The now thi- I
0: know what it feels like to be captured by Scotsman.
1: Okay, <laughs> but what 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 I notice here, okay, when when I'm watching this, the thing that I'm I'm responding to here is that. While she is on this journey, which seems to be very long, it really does seem to be about the journey and not the destination. To the journey! No. Okay.
0: I don't think so. Not, not there.
1: Okay. Okay. <laughs> and what we're seeing by looking at the, this time through her eyes and everything and through this you know, sort of limited perspective is kind of like they're, they're building up this world you know on a on a weekly basis you know every every week we see a different facet to it and and it's it's pretty cool i think to see um how this this point in history which you know i don't know how much of it is fictionalized um but which i'm completely unaware of you know how how it all works how it all happened it's cool to me um and that's what i'm sort of really responding to i also like the fact that uh the characters are, are like really well written and, and like they each have like a, a complex story as opposed to just being sort of like stock, like good and bad characters, you know, like each – even even the villains, like you see what they're doing and, and, and the people who we're supposed to hate – you know, there's, like, moments where you're like, well,
0: you know... Oh, yeah, the rape is torturing Captain
1: English. <laughs> okay, room. he's the he one is, exception. I,
0: he has a soft spot. <laughs> he's, he's the one you exception. You haven't seen it yet, but he has, like, a he has, he adopts puppies. He's, <laughs> he's really, a really good dad.
1: He's the one exception, but they even do that, <laughs> that little sort of, like, you know, twist in there where they're like, oh, you know, he's going to help her out. And then, no, he, like, punches her in the stomach and whatever, and then there's that. But... I'm talking about if she had
0: just been a puppy.
1: M- more, more in terms of like the the, the Scotsman, you know, it's mm-hmm. like these people they're holding her captive against her will. You know, that's a terrible thing to do. But at the same time, like they've got her back, you know, and there's sort of like this mutual respect between them and and everything. And 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 I think that the main character of Claire, like sh- she's, I think, like a really solid character. Um, okay, and you know, it's it's. I mean it is crazy like when you think about it like how few like really well written female characters there are it's nice to see one which is very well written you know Yeah it's um it's
0: it's a frustrating thing when when I'm and I'm watching a show and I'm thinking it is it is a, it is astonishing how long it has taken for people to get into something like that like does star woman and is so sort of From that point of view. Uh And it's very, very frustrating that I'm bored a lot. Yeah. Because I want it to be cool. Yeah. I want it to be interesting and say something and be about something. But, I, you know, I don't care about the male characters on shows that are cool. Yeah. I don't really have much of a connection to most fictional characters because... Like I think that I have an appropriate level of attachment to them, like they are good characters, yeah, they serve a purpose, they are there for a reason, they get to the point they are they 're about the the point of the work, not the characters themselves,
1: yeah, but then again, I mean, like their journey can oftentimes you know inform you as to what the point of the the show is you know, sure and i of... and I have a hard time figuring out if there is one to this. I I I think there is a point to it, and one of the things that I do like about it is that I really do have no idea where it's going. But every week it goes. <laughs> it, I, it, I find that bizarre. No, 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 no. Like, <laughs> like what I, what I'm saying, in, in, in that is like, if you watch most shows, you have sort of an idea of where it's headed. You kind of have an idea of how it's going to end, and you can feel the end coming, and you know what that last step is going to be, even if you don't know each of the steps along the way. But like here, I'm just like, I don't know where they're going with this. And yet I'm continually intrigued by the directions that they choose to go in. And I'm continually intrigued by the stops that they make. And I'm also very impressed with the fact that in, you know, there's so many shows. I mean, even, even the very, very best shows, fall into the trap of of formula and this show really doesn't have like a standard formula it doesn't have a standard set of locations or anything like that it's really sort of all out there and does whatever it needs to do
0: but like uh, when when i was watching the first few episodes i found myself very frustrated by how much it reminded me of basically all time travel stories uh-huh. there was a big chunk of the first episode that was like exactly okay. like a Connecticut Yankee in King Arthur's Court okay and I found that a little tedious yeah I'm frankly a little bit tired of people going back in time and informing
1: the uneducated peoples about germs <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, that type of thing is also like really fun to watch. No, actually, it's not. I, I it's, enjoy that it's stuff. It's tedious now. I've I, I seen it too it. many times. I, I, I always like that sort of fish-out-of-water stuff that, you know...
0: It, no, it's fine uh, if it's a new thing. The problem is that I've seen somebody inform an uneducated primitive people... About germs, literally
1: hundreds of times. There's something satisfying about that, you know. There's something <laughs> that satisfying very about frustrating. like. I don't know, you know. I like. There's this, there. There are at least two instances of it in the original series of Star Trek. Yeah, there's the one where he performs the. The version of cpr where he moves the, the kids legs back yeah and forth. you
0: move the kids legs bro <laughs> you've got to move the you don't know about this this is in this is basic cpr yeah like we stopped doing it for a while but in like the 22nd century they're gonna be like oh yeah you gotta wiggle them legs <laughs> yes. you gotta wiggle them legs yes that's key to getting a, a kid's heart beating again not an adult <laughs> <laughs> non-adult that's an important distinction okay with kids you got to wiggle their legs in order to get their hearts beating again cuz the heart is sort of like it's a little bit lower doesn't matter point mm. is i'm sick of those scenes i find them tedious the first time it was done that was funny the second time it was done it was plagiarism now it's just rote now it's just the the thing that has to i mean like why can't we just skip over the scene in a time travel story once just say, like, remember that time you taught us about germs? That was pretty cool.
1: That would be nice. I would like that. Okay. Well, let's talk about some time travel then and, okay. and how it's used in this, in this show. You know, I, I keep on thinking, like, how, how does the time travel in this thing work? And, I mean, obviously there's a, a bit of magic involved and that is what it is and whatever. But I keep on thinking, like, so what happens when she goes back? if she can go back is it a different timeline or whatever and you know i i'm coming to the realization that like it's not going to matter and it, like this is this oh, is Oh you're coming device. to that realization? I mean but but i also kind of like not knowing because it really is all told from her perspective and she doesn't know. and She her... does
0: know an absurd amount about this
1: particular period and this particular area. Well, that's because she, she just happened to learn all about it on her trip to, to Scotland. Uh, I
0: know. It's great. It's so great. It's so great her husband was super into this particular time period in this particular world. Yeah. I mean, like, it would have been super helpful if he said, like, there was actually this one woman who had a lot of knowledge about medicine. Yeah. And she married this dude, but then that dude cheated on her. And then she, like, got on a boat and went to Paris where she met King Kong. Like I don't know. Like who cares? But like the like the situation is so like tour guide, and then oh time portal. Look, you're in the real
1: place. Yeah, yeah No, no. I know. I mean, Come, I mean that 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 is geez, a little man. that is a little tricky to deal with. It's, but, not,
0: it's not tricky.
1: But but it's just not good. I do like the fact that we don't know really anything about the time travel. That we haven't had that in regards to how the time travel works because. She is just as lost as we are and that sort of adds to the the paranoia and the the freakiness freakies, freakiness-ness of, of it. The freaky deakiness? Yeah. Okay. So I, I, I kinda like that. But um yeah, and, and, and I mean I know that, you know, going forward and everything, I am going to really have to sort of divorce myself from the time travel and the as intellectual a, side
0: of the entire scenario uh,
1: of, of the time travel side of it because it is going to be just a device and it's ultimately not going to matter, just like it doesn't really matter in Back to the Future. But you know, we're getting, we're getting it does a, completely break the series, a great story out it of it. It does that, make you know. the series garbage, it doesn't make the series garbage, it does. okay and there's still so much more going on in that sh- sh- Yes, but it's all just...
0: broken because they didn't do anything uh, else well.
1: Okay. Do you think that the time travel works in this? Do you think it's going to work? I mean, it's I too, don't think too it... early to say. No, I
0: think it's completely irrelevant in this. Yeah. I think that like like it like it this being time travel bears about as much relevance as it being like um interstellar teleportation. Or, um, you know, like her being sucked into the spirit world, or Fairyland, or Neverland, or Oz. And unfortunately, it actually feels a lot like Oz at times. Yeah, yeah. And and when you get to the end of The Wizard of Oz, you go, oh, this was a waste of my time. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, that's coming.
1: Okay. Well, let's talk about the idea of this. Being an adaptation, you know, I mean, this is based on a book and it is a television series and, you know, very sort of famously at this point, at least in television showrunner circles, I guess. Television showrunner circles. <laughs> um, All 12 of us people with those particular baseball
0: cards <laughs> talking about, yeah, I got the Ron More Rookie. Uh, speaking of which, I got a... It's
1: huge. I got a yesterday uh, on Twitter... Um, Ron Moore was at the the San Francisco Giants game, and he started posting pictures of himself in his Giants jersey with Ron Moore on the back. And I'm like, oh, man, if I were at that game, it would take every fiber of my being to uh, restrain myself from going over to his section and being like, hey, uh, go Giants. So say we all, uh, Ron Moore, you're the best. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, this was a book which was a favorite of his wife's and a favorite of his wife.
0: A favorite of, of his, his wife's, wife's favorites. Yeah.
1: and, and she Mrs. Ba- Ron is her, her legal name now. Y- yes. And she, she basically said, hey, um, you should do this as a TV show. And he was like, well, okay. And he he did it and you know, people have talked about how there's, you know, a huge following and you know, lots and lots of, of really big fans of this series and fanatical, like Star Trek level fanaticism in terms of this series. And and you think that Star Trek fans uh you know, are, are really sticklers for their continuity. Well, they are, but... Star Trek fans <laughs> Yeah, they might... Maybe, just a little bit, but... <laughs> Except they all, they all get, like,
0: a, a free sample of, of like, get-out-of-jail-free cards. Well... That is literally an infinite stack of you know, get-out-of-jail-free cards that they could distribute whenever they feel comfortable.
1: Yes, but but, you know, at the same time, they're really, really into it, and really, really into, you know, things being the way they should, and... And, and no
0: one agrees on what that is.
1: And Outlander fans are the same way. You know, the idea of making a television series, while that's something that they all want, they all want it to be right. They want it to be true to the book. And Moore has acknowledged, he says, you know, Outlander fans are very protective of, of this book. And I live with the biggest Outlander fan. So I'm going to make sure that this book or is is faithfully adapted in this show. And I think that's interesting because it seems like, based on the fan reaction, it is. But at the same time, you know, like at the end of each episode, they have like a little two minute sequence, a uh, little snippet thing where they talk to Ron Moore and he's got his little Battlestar Galactica dog tags on and all mm-hmm. that stuff, which I love. And he's like, okay, in this episode, what we wanted to do is this. And a lot of it is saying, like, hey, this is something which is going to play a big part later on in the story, but we felt like we needed to really introduce this element in a big way here. So we took this, you know, short chapter and made it into a full hour-long episode. Or, you know, this is all done in description, in, like, one paragraph. And we knew that that wasn't going to play well as, like, a montage, so we expanded it and built a story around it in order to demonstrate the point which yep. is being made in that book. And, and I think that that's really kind of cool and interesting and, and could be a very uh, interesting study in terms of what it is that, Makes a good TV show, a good TV show, and a good book, a good book, and how you adapt one into the other, and 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 that kind of thing is fascinating to me. And and I'm also sort of fascinated by the idea that Iris Stephen Bear says that he's never read the books, and he may or may not be head writer, depending on how you look at it, and yet the episode that he wrote is one of those episodes where they were like, well, this was a very small meeting between these two characters, which lasted for about a page, and we thought that that really needed to be expanded because it's basically the protagonist and the antagonist coming head to head. And he wrote an entire hour-long episode out, out of it, and it's an episode which I think many people considered to be the best of the series so far maybe episode seven is considered to be better by the hardcore fans but i think there might be some lurking variables at play there i'm not I'm 100 percent positive on that oh i am okay <laughs> Just so, in case you weren't sure <laughs> okay so um yeah i mean what, what, what do you think about that what do you think about this as an adaptation i haven't read the books no, I'm, I mean I haven't either. Don't imagine
0: fair. that in the course of my entire life I ever will.
1: But I mean, hey, maybe if you can get it for free on Audible.com though, right? I don't I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm not gonna lie and say that I am going
0: to be interested in these books because I I I'm only a few hours into this. Yes. And I don't like like if, if I were bear and Ron Moore weren't involved, I would have been out. From the trailer Uh, for the first episode of the show. And I I don't have any real interest in where it's going because I know that it's just going further. It's just going to keep going. And I don't particularly care about this relationship. And I... I don't care about most fictional relationships. And like a lot of relationships in the real world, because I'm not involved in them, they are of no consequence to me. If people are happy, that's fine. If they're not, they should probably
1: break up. Problem solved. Job done. That's the entirety of the problem. But she's happy with someone that she's not with, and Mm -hmm. now she's happy with someone that she's with. Yeah. But she's unhappy because of because, that situation. Yeah, because of, because of that, yeah. I that's mean, that's, not that's my a problem. very interesting no, quandary, though.
0: it's not, because she's been thrown <clears throat> back in time, Yeah, which is a really big um, wild card, which means that basically whatever hand she has can be any other hand. Yes. So if it was an entirely different scenario... There might be some intellectual challenge involved in trying to figure out what she should do, what she can do, if she's in some sort of, like, moral quandary. But I, I – like, because it's not – it's not that. It's just, like, she's stuck in this other place. Can't she really find love? Can a person find love again? You know? Yeah.
1: Uh, it's more complicated
0: than that, for sure. Okay. It's also not my life. Uh-huh. And it's not a, a, a challenge that means anything. Okay. All right. <sighs> anyway. So I'm I'm just I'm just not into it. I'm not into where it's going, and I'm not into it. And you know what? else? It feels so much like lost. So much like lost
1: at times. I guess I'm not seeing that.
0: There's the flash forwards are really the thing.
1: Well, I, I never got to the flash forwards and lost. I was still at the flashbacks.
0: It doesn't matter. Okay. The, the, the structure is the same. The way okay. that the, the two time periods uh, bear some relevance to each other. Mm-hmm. And if there is one thing that I would like everyone to recognize is that that format is a crutch.
1: Uh, maybe. It is
0: an easy way of telling a story that that informs the audience of what the character is going through internally and just like the faux documentary format that The Office created, that now seems to be just a standard thing with, you know, Parks and Recreation and uh, Modern uh, family. Modern Family. That's a cheap crutch as well. And I think that if we all recognize that, we might get better stuff. And if we yeah. all recognize that the flashback flash-forward structure for telling us what the character is going through is also a cheap crutch and if you're trying to do something good, maybe you should avoid things that make it easier.
1: Okay. All right. Well, any final thoughts on Outlander? Um,
0: I maintain the hope that at some point they will abandon all of the people who are passionate about the books and decide to make the show more interesting.
1: Okay. For me, I, I feel like it's it's not spectacular, but it is very solid television, and uh, that's to be expected from Ron Moore and Irish Stephen Bear at this point.
0: It's giving me a newfound respect for Mad Men, though.
1: Yeah, why is that? Because the way Mad Men handles its characters
0: and its its you know its scenario uh, has so much more depth to it that that like upon reflection, I, it made me think, wow, Mad Men really is very clever because they're they're, they're both in sort of similar sort of storytelling traps kind of because you you box yourself into history and you box yourself into these characters and you box yourself into having a limited set of characteristics and, and tools that you can use for your stories Mad Men does it much better
1: I just started Mad Men. Um, I'm, I'm like 11 episodes in, and I do have to say, yes, Mad Men is better. But I like Mad Men a whole bunch, and, and I'm liking this a whole bunch too. So so there you go. All right, now before we go, there's one last thing that I want to mention. Uh, another member has been added to the Star Trek creative family, I guess you could say. A pretty big one now. Um, Trek Movie has revealed that Claudio Miranda is going to be the director of photography of Star Trek 13. Um, Obviously, they couldn't get Dan Mendel, or Mendel, I never know, I need to figure that out, uh, who shot the last two movies, because, you know, he's J.J.'s guy now, and he's shooting Star Wars, so, you know, you got to get someone else. So you get Claudio Miranda one of the very very best in the business um in my estimation he uh got his start working in music videos as many people do working for people like david fincher and he worked he did his time at, in the camera department on a lot of fincher movies going all the way back to 7
0: he's uh, the son
1: of carmen miranda he's the son of carmen miranda and he uh is the cinematographer Of not that many movies yet, but he's certainly working his way up. He did uh, Failure to Launch. Oh, that Mm -hmm. is
0: the best movie featuring a poster with Matthew McConaughey leaning on somebody.
1: (laughs) This is probably true, although I'd have to look at the other posters. How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Oh, all right. that's one, too?
0: Yeah. Okay. Both of those are Matthew McConaughey um, standing in the same position.
1: Oh, wait, wait. How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days is the one with Kate Hudson.
0: You know something? It really doesn't matter. They're basically okay. the same thing.
1: All right. Um, the The next movie that he did was Curious Case of Benjamin Button, and then we get into the really good stuff. Tron Legacy. Mm-hmm. Say what you want about that movie. Both Max and I are really big fans of Tron Legacy, but say whatever you want about it. The photography in that movie is gorgeous okay some of the best i don't care okay (laughs) then he did life of Pi, which he won an oscar for because that's how it works and then he did oblivion which also say whatever you want about oblivion that movie is gorgeous Absolutely gorgeous.
0: Okay, I don't think that this the the I don't know how much how much power he had over that.
1: Uh, I think he had a lot.
0: Okay, well then he must know how to <clears throat> you know get uh, get the effects guys to do a good job at stuff. No, no, because... no, no, no.
1: I mean, just look at the lighting. I mean, even look at the close ups of of actors. Sure. I mean, look at the production
0: designers. Look at this the team it's, behind it's, it's, a, a, it's the there are whole, whole lot team. Of it's involved. the whole team
1: for sure. But I think what what you see with Miranda's work is consistent. Consistently, this guy knows how to light a movie. And fruit hats. And he's he's also doing Brad Bird's new movie, Tomorrowland. And yeah. um now now he's gonna do Star Trek thirteen, and I could not be happier about that. I really can't. Um I'm since he is someone who shot a couple movies now in native three D I'm I'm really kind of hoping that they shoot this one in native three D. They did say it's going to be digital. They can instead call of it Star on... Trek 13D. There you go. They say it is going to be uh, shot digitally instead of on film, which, you know, is a personal preference. And I'm, I mean, this guy, I think all of his movies, maybe except for Failure to Launch, have been shot digitally. And he's sort of a master of that format. You're not going to hire Claudio Miranda and then not have him be Claudio Miranda. You're going to have him be Claudio Miranda. Naturally. Because, I mean, that's, that's what you you want. You know, and, and that's what you're gonna get. And that's of course. gonna be awesome. And I think it's safe to say that at some point in the next, you know, year and a half we we will cover the work of Claudio Miranda because it is that good. Oh. It is that good.
0: Well and I better watch How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days.
1: <laughs> Failure to launch. Doesn't matter. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so we just thought we should note that because uh, it's, it's, you know, cool. Cool. All right. Well, it's been fun talking about Outlander this week, but that's not all we're talking about here on Trek FM, so here's a taste of what you may have missed elsewhere on the network. Previously on
0: Trek.fm, Standard Orbit.
1: Also, I never know whether it's pronounced Babel or Babel, so I always feel um, scared to talk about it. <laughs> that you don't want to bring it up in polite conversation. Journey to the, you know. (laughs) You know, journey to journey. Yeah. Journey to To, to, the center of the earth. To the journey, yes. Earl Grey. Patrick Stewart said, look, we can have that scene where Worf explains why he's in the movie, or we can have my mambo scene, but we can't have both. (laughs) So (laughs) The orb. He just completely sells it. And he is Benjamin Sisko by this point. I mean, there's no doubt about it.
0: Well, he better be Benjamin Sisko by this point, Matthew. There's only one episode left in
1: the series. This is true. This is true. To the journey! And this is, I would dare even say, when he uh, starts falling in love with Captain Janeway. This is the road that leads to the bathtub. From this point forward, he is just ever so slowly falling for her and the monkey warp five they were just like okay we know this is the end so screw it we're just gonna do whatever the hell we want and putting shatner in there it's just like why not who cares the ready room also one other thing it reminded me of when they're in space
0: the escape pod that trip and kaitama use Did that not look to you guys like the ship from Pigs in Space without the engines? Yes. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. You're right. You're absolutely right. Mission Log, a Roddenberry Star Trek podcast.
1: There are two notes that I seriously made. There were two notes that I made. Mm -hmm. One of them is, I love Rikers TV. I question what he's watching. Commentary, Trek stars. Robert Wise. If he's on the bridge of the Voyager, he's not even back at Harry Kim's station, right? He's one of the extras in the background who has to stand because he doesn't even have a chair. Literary Treks. you're waiting for one of the core cast of Vanguard to show up in these books, you're going to be waiting a long time. As long as the three of us have anything to say about it, it ain't going to happen. Continuing Mission. The big thing here is I did it all for the cost of 3ds max which i bought with an educational discount so like 300 bucks yeah i don't think you can get
0: an educational discount on materials to build (laughs) an actual set can you axonar the official podcast when i learned the concept behind freely to axonar that was going to be a history channel style documentary i just i got so excited like my favorite star trek book ever is david goodman's federation The first 150 years Mm -hmm. because i just love uh, it's it's a history book,
1: and that's what else is happening on Trek Check out these shows and find out what we're talking about in your favorite corner of the Star Trek universe and beyond. Beyond the corner, yeah, like in Star Trek Five. Yes, I don't know what you're talking about. The Great Barrier. Oh, okay. There you go. You'll find us everywhere. You get your podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Apple users, be sure to hit the subscribe button in iTunes. That helps us out greatly. It makes it easier for our listeners to find the shows when they search for them in iTunes. If you're not an Apple user, you can find us on Stitcher, TuneIn, Spreaker, SoundCloud, Windows Phone. And, of course, you can stream and download the MP3 file from our website and grab the RSS link as well.
0: If you are not an Apple user, then you are a member of the cast of Outlander, because you are living in the past.
1: Yes, yes. Um, One way that you can help us out, and uh, keep all of our shows coming to you each week, is to become a Patreon patron of the network on Patreon. If you visit patreon.com slash FM, that's p a t r e o n dot com slash trekfm. You'll find our current goals and different milestone contribution levels, along with all the great perks we have for you. These perks include early access to content, exclusive content. We got to get on that. I think that we should do uh, a commentary for seven percent solution. That's a good idea, but we should say that it's for patronizers. Yes. Um, you can get producer credits, seats on our content development team, and more. And, hey, these it's not just like we, we set you up on the website and be like, hey, watch us do what we do. We include you in, in the process. Next week we're going to be talking about 7% Solution. We had an open slot. Yeah. We had, like, five things to choose from, and we put it to our Patreoners and said, hey, Patreoners, what would you like us to talk about? We put it to a vote. And they said, you know what? We want you to talk about the 7% solution. So we said, okay. And that's what we're doing next week. Mm-hmm. See? This is, this is uh, you get your money's worth. You really do. We really appreciate any support you can give us and hope you'll join the, the team. Again, you'll find all the details at patreon.com slash If you want to contact us, uh, you can find us um, on Twitter, at ComTrackStars, you can email us at ComTrackStars at gmail.com. There's a form on Trek FM. Just go to trek.fm slash contact. Yeah. You can also leave us a voicemail. Um, just look on the sidebar of the show page or go to speakpipe.com slash FM. Uh, You can find Trek FM on Twitter, at Trek FM. You can also find us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Trek FM. We even have a user group thing called the Babel Conference, B-A-B-E-L. Just search for that in Facebook. It's a closed group, but we let in, you know, basically whoever wants to be in, apparently. So you just hit us up there conversations galore on, on there. Facebook too many on Facebook who knew go to facebook.com slash Trek FM look for the Babel conference talk about some Star Trek you can also find Max and I on commentarytrackstars.com, where we do commentary track stars off topic along with our friend Brandon and you can find me right here on Trek FM doing standard orbit with Drew where we talk about the original series. Now, yeah. before we go, we'd like to ask everyone to please support our sponsor, who helps us bring commentary, truck stars, and all of our shows to you each week. And our sponsor for this show is Audible.com. Audible is a great way for you to read all of the books you've always wanted to read, but never thought you'd have the time for. Books like Outlander, which was written by Diana Gabaldon, and it's narrated by Davina Porter. Um, It's long. 33 hours and 8 minutes. And uh, it's unabridged. And here's what Audible has to say about Outlander. An all-time Audible favorite that mixes historic fiction, adventure, and romance with one of the most fascinating literary devices, time travel. Outlander introduces an exhilarating world of heroism and breathtaking thrills as one woman is torn between past and present, passion and love. In 1945... Former combat nurse Claire Randall returns from World War II and joins her husband for a second honeymoon, but their blissful reunion is shattered when she touches a boulder in an ancient stone ruin and is instantly transported to 1743 Scotland, a place torn by war and raiding border clans. Will Claire find her way back to her own time, or is her destiny forever linked with Clan Mackenzie and the gallant James Fraser? And you can get this book for free, just like my wife did, when you sign up for Audible... Since you listen to Trek FM, as a Trek FM listener, you can get a free audiobook of your choice, along with a 30-day trial, to see just how great Audible is. Just go to audibletrial.com slash trekfm and sign up today. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash trekfm, and we thank Audible for supporting, commentary, Trek stars, and the network. Oh, yeah. All right, so that is about it for Outlander, and we will be back next week. To talk about some more Nicholas Meyer. Because we just can't get enough Nicholas Meyer. Who can?
0: Um, Outlanders.
1: We're going to be talking about his uh, Oscar-nominated screenplay for the book that he wrote. The movie based on the book that he wrote. (laughs) The 7% Solution. The 7% Solution.
0: Yeah, if you've read the book or seen the movie It's they're pretty close
1: yeah so, so take a look you know we, we talk about the book on a previous episode go, with John Tenuto so go take a look at that and in both versions listen. the tennis scene does not work okay so take a listen to that and then come back here next week and we can talk some 7% Solution movie stuff